0: Here we go. Welcome into the show. This is Philadelphia Eagles Now, and we are live on Chat Sports. I'm Chase Sr. Hope all of you out there are having a fantastic Wednesday, and no matter where you are, how you're tuned in, we appreciate you for making today's show a part of your day. Producer Trissy Trace on the ones and twos, and our great Eagles Now subscribers tuned in from all across the globe. We have people tuned in from all across America, like Kane Angel, tuned in across the pond. And there is so much to get to today because there's a lot of drama around this football team. The Philadelphia Eagles are struggling, having lost three games in a row. Can they right the ship against the New York Giants? A lot to talk about here today. Speaking of that Giants game, on Christmas afternoon, Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia we will be live for another watch party. So I hope all of you join us. And at that point, you probably opened up your Christmas presents and you're sitting on the couch with your feet up, your bellies full, and you're ready to watch some football and hang out here on Eagles. Now, we'll be live for an hour pregame show because you think I'm going anywhere for Christmas? No, I'm hanging out with all of you. So join us. Our coverage begins at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 12.30 p.m p.m. for those of you out on the west coast as for what we're getting into on today's live show going to take a look at the Eagles playoff picture there is still an opportunity for Philadelphia to get the number one seed we're going to go through some Brian Johnson replacements if the Eagles were to move on from him Philadelphia Eagles players defending Sean Desai we're going to talk about all of the latest Eagles news and rumors and of course This is the most interactive show on YouTube for Eagles fans out there. We'll answer some of your questions and do a mailbag. Use hashtag Eagles or send in a super chat. If you do want to send in a super chat, we want to have some fun on today's show. This is the final time that we will be live barring breaking news before Christmas. So $5 super chat, we're going to ring the Liberty Bell. $10, we're going to give you a Go Birds. $20, we're going to do the Eagles chant. If somebody sends in a $50 super chat, we will sing a Christmas carol. And if we get to $100 in total super chats, for those of you who have watched some of the Austin Powers movies, I have done a good fat bastard impersonation in my life. So if we get to $100 in total super chats, I will do a fat bastard impression. Our live coverage today is sponsored by Game Time. If you want to go to the Eagles-Giants game at the link on Christmas, use the Game Time app because if you do and you use our promo code EaglesChat, you will get $20 off your purchase. Two Eagles home games remaining on the schedule against the Giants, against Arizona, but you don't just have to go to an Eagles game. If you want to go to a Sixers game, you want to go to a comedy show, a theater event. There are a lot of different options of how you can buy tickets, but GameTime is the best app for purchasing tickets and a bunch of different events. So $20 off using the code EaglesChat, lowest price guaranteed, and the best seats. And with the Game Time app, you can pull up where you'll be sitting and the price point for those tickets. If you're ready to start this show, we have 109 people hanging out with us already And we're not even starting the official show yet. But if you want to get going and you want to talk some birds, I need you to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video. Where are the real ones at? And if you think that you're a real one, then you need to hit that thumbs up icon right now and like the video. The more likes that we get, the more people who will hang out, and the better that the show will be. Dragon, China, Killian McCormick, all a part of the recent commenter club. I need everybody watching right now to like the video. Even Chase Sr.'s burner account is in the building. Ernesto is here. Kane Angel tuned in from across the pond. What up, Kane? Continue to like the video. We can't start the show until we get to 50 likes. We have 108 people right now, 38 likes. Now we're up to 42. Again, the more likes that we get, the more people who will find the stream. And just the more fun that we will have, John Wick, The D Channel, Alejandro, Callie Green, Mason Guy, Erica Jones, Michael Mack, Chase Sr., all in the chat right now. And once again, $100 total. I'm doing a fat bastard impersonation. And if we get a $50 super chat, we'll sing some Christmas carols here on the show because you don't want to miss the great pipes from Chase and Trizzy. All right. Also, for you to be a part of the show, use the hashtag Eagles or send in a super chat because we'll be able to answer your questions if you do that as part of our mailbag coming up a little bit later. Tedrick Jones saying, yo, Chase, what's good, my dog? What's up, Tedrick? How you doing? Colin and Owens, Michael Mack, Mason Carguy, Kane Angel, Killian McCormick, Chase Sr., Philly fan here, all in the chat right now. The D Channel, hey Chase, how bad do you think we need to fire our coordinators? Well, coming up a little bit later, some Brian Johnson replacements. Trace is ready to rock, I am ready to rock, I hope all of you are ready to rock as well. Plenty to talk about on the Eagles front, so let's waste no more time and let's start the official live show right now on Eagles Now. Welcome into the show. This is Philadelphia Eagles Now. I'm Chase Senior. Appreciate all of you for making today's show a part of your day, and we appreciate RexMD for making it all possible. 95% off at RexMD.com chat, the number one leader in men's telehealth, and they have a great deal and a special deal for all of you. Stay tuned. We'll expand on that in just a little bit. The purpose of today's Eagles Now Taking a look at the Eagles' playoff picture going into Week 16, we're going to break down how Philadelphia can still get the number one seed in the NFC so that home field advantage goes through Lincoln Financial Field in South Philadelphia, but also how Philadelphia can lock up the NFC East crown and become a repeat winner in this division for the first time since 2004. Let's set the foundation with this to win the NFC East The job and the duty is pretty simple for the Birds. If Philadelphia wins out against the Giants, Cardinals, and Giants again, the Eagles will be the NFC East champions. And it's pretty crazy. There's been no repeat winner in this division going all the way back to 2004. The Cowboys currently lead the division, but that's a little bit misleading. The Dallas Cowboys won the previous matchup a couple of weeks ago over Philadelphia, and that's why Dallas is currently number one in the NFC East. But there are tiebreakers that we need to get to here because if the Eagles went out and the Cowboys went out and both of these teams finished 13-4, and the tiebreaker would then fall to strength of victory. And the Eagles' wins have come against teams this year with a combined 69 wins. That is a winning percentage of 49.2%. That's how close this race is. While the Dallas Cowboys, on the other hand, their victories have come against teams, but they combined 53 wins. So that combined winning percentage is a lot lower at 37.8%. This is actually the fifth tiebreaker coming into play here. So all the Eagles need to do is take care of business on their schedule, and it's a much easier schedule as compared to Dallas, and we'll take a look at both of those respective schedules coming up throughout today's show. The NFC East standings right now, Cowboys and Birds locked up. And level at 10 and 4. The New York Giants still technically in the playoff race going into this matchup on Christmas Day at the link at 5 and 9. And it's only a matter of time before Ron Rivera gets canned. Another listless season for Washington at 4 and 10. So you look at the NFC East Standings here and then you shift to the NFC playoff picture. The San Francisco 49ers sitting pretty right now because they won the head-to-head matchup earlier this year against the Dallas Cowboys in Week 5, and they won the head-to-head matchup with Philadelphia in Week 13. Now, the Cowboys, Lions, and Eagles still technically have an opportunity to get the number one seed in the conference so that they could claim home field advantage, but San Francisco is 9-1 in the NFC, so that helps them. And then what also helps them is that head-to-head victory over Philadelphia and Dallas. The Detroit Lions, on the other hand, 10-4. and four, Still an opportunity for maybe home field advantage to go through the Motor City. Tampa Bay Buccaneers would actually host the Eagles right now if the season were to end today. They're the leaders of the NFC South. And then the other wildcard teams outside of Philadelphia, Minnesota Vikings, Los Angeles Rams, both even at 7-7. Seven and seven. Other teams in the hunt, Seattle, New Orleans, Atlanta, Green Bay, then on the outside, kind of looking in, New York Giants and Chicago Bears, mathematically still alive, but they're pretty much dead. If the season were to end today, as I noted, Eagles would be on the road, and it's pretty crazy because going into that Seahawks game, they were the number two seed in the NFC. But because they lost to Seattle, they did not handle business, and they choked that game away. They slide down to five. So it would be a 4-5 matchup against a Buccaneers team led by Baker Mayfield, who's been playing really good football the last two weeks. Just went into Lambeau, had a perfect passer rating. And the Eagles did have to go on the road a little bit earlier this year, and they did beat the Bucks on Monday night football. But it's a little bit of a different-looking Tampa Bay team now as compared to then. And the same can be said for Philadelphia because they're simply not playing all that well. Now, if the Eagles win the NFC East and the season were to end today, they would currently be slotted to play the Los Angeles Rams, a feisty team that can move the football, that is very creative on the offensive side of the rock, led by Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua in the first round at the link and that would pose a lot of challenges for this awful Eagles secondary with that we ask you this we want to hear from you down in the comment section this is today's poll question who do you want the Eagles to play in the first round of the NFL playoffs I want you to drop a team name for me down in the comment section as I mentioned off the rip, Eagles now today is sponsored and made possible thanks to Rex MD, the number one leader for men's telehealth. Fellas, do you sometimes lack confidence in the bedroom like this Eagles defense lacks confidence in the pass game right now? Do you wish that you could have a more fulfilling sex life like this Eagles offense wishes it could have a more fulfilling Life as far as putting points on the scoreboard, well, we're all not alone, right? That's why we're excited to tell you about RexMD, the online source for men's wellness. RexMD offers an easy and discreet way to get the medication you need for ED. The Seagulls offense can't p- can't put it into drive. and if you can't put it into drive, that's disappointing. So, with RexMD, you don't have to visit a doctor's office with just a couple of clicks. You can have your medication delivered straight to your door and at a fraction of the cost of traditional pharmacies. RexMD's team of licensed physicians will work with you to find the right treatment plan, and their medication is made right here in the great old USA. So, you can trust its quality. Plus, their customer support team is available 24 7 to answer any questions or concerns you may have. So if you're ready to take control of your sex life and say goodbye to ED, head on over, RexMD.com slash chat. Start your consultation today and take advantage of their best deal that they have ever offered and get up to 95% off RexMD, a free gift as well. If you use our exclusive link, RexMD.comslash chat. That link is available for you down in the comment section as well as in the description of this video. More so with the birds here, let's shift gears and shift our focus toward how Philadelphia can actually get the number one seed in the NFC. It's going to be difficult, no doubt about it. Eagles losing to the Seahawks hurt their chances of getting home field advantage for the second straight year. Their chances drop from 28%, pretty good, to just 3%. And right now, San Francisco remains in the driver's seat. The 49ers defeated the Eagles earlier this year, as we know, meaning the Eagles would need to win out and then hope that the Niners lose at least two of their final three games. The top seed also remains in play for the Lions, who have a similar path as the Eagles. If they win out, they would need the Niners to drop at least two games. However, if both the Eagles and the Lions win out, Detroit would actually hold the tiebreaker because they have a better record in common games. So the Eagles also have to root for the Lions to lose at least one of their final three games to have a shot at landing the top seed. So that's how things shake out for Philadelphia to get that number one seed. They take care of business in the Pacific Northwest against a Seahawks team who they have not beaten since 2008. They have been the Eagles' daddies, and they have a much better shot at getting home field advantage. The Eagles' remaining schedule, three games left. It's pretty wild that we're closing in on Christmas, and the 2023 calendar year is almost wrapped up. Week 16 against the Giants, week 17 against the Cardinals, both of those games inside the friendly confines of the link, and then week 18 the awful stadium of MetLife against the New York Giants. The Niners' remaining schedule. Keep in mind here what we just talked about, where San Francisco needs to lose two of these games. A difficult one coming up against the Baltimore Ravens. Both of those teams have the best record in the NFL at 11-3. and three, The number one seeds in the NFC and AFC, respectively. Then the Niners go on the road against the Commanders. And then Week 18 against the Rams. They might rest then. Could San Francisco? The Rams might be playing for a playoff spot. So that's the avenue for maybe San Francisco to drop a couple of games. The Cowboys' remaining schedule, it is a difficult one. They got dominated, dump trucked, slapped upside the head by the Buffalo Bills last week. It was a beautiful sight. How about them Cowboys? Week 16, it doesn't get any easier. They basically play the AFC version of the Dallas Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins. Week 17, the Cowboys will play the Lions at home. That could decide a lot of seeding in the NFC playoff picture as well. And then the Cowboys will round out the regular season on the road against the Washington Commanders. And then lastly, the Detroit Lions, as these are the only teams that I think you really, really have to worry about in the NFC and to get that number one seed. Lions. Vikings twice in the final three weeks kind of like how Philadelphia plays the Giants twice in the final three weeks of the regular season with that Cowboys tilt in between. I'm thinking about going to this game against the Dallas Cowboys by the way do a little bit of scouting for the Cowboys as well as the Detroit Lions. Just because we want to inform you and make you a smarter fan, here is a look at the AFC playoff picture. Baltimore Ravens, they've clinched a playoff spot, as noted with the X there, number one seed at 11-3. Miami Dolphins at 10-4. The two-seed Kansas City Chiefs, they've been reeling, but still the number three seed leading that AFC West at 9-5. Jacksonville Jaguars, led by Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. They were so sloppy against the Ravens on Sunday night. They're shooting themselves in the foot time and time again. They've lost three games in a row, but are leading their division in the AFC South. And then the three wildcard teams. Petey's Browns at 9-5, Cincinnati Bengals at 8-6, and and the Indianapolis Colts at 8-6 as well. Other teams in the hunt, you have Houston 8-6, looks as though C.J. Stroud not going to play once again. And then the Red Hot Buffalo Bills in the hunt right now, but still on the outside looking in at 8-6. Pittsburgh Steelers, Denver Broncos level at 7-7. Then you have the Las Vegas Raiders at 6-8 will the eagles win a playoff game that has been a big debate among all eagles fans out there because this team is playing bad ball and the vibes are bad w for win l for lose let me know and thanks for watching today's show good stuff to get us started 134 people watching live 60 likes right now make sure you hit that thumbs up icon and you like the video to support the show for free and who's going to be the first person to send in a super chat? Now, I'm looking at the comment section here. There was a Chase Senior Burner account and then another YouTube channel saying, we love Chase with the hot grandma profile picture. So I appreciate the love. Good stuff from everybody. Here's our super chat menu. $5, we'll ring the Liberty Bell. $10, go Birds. $20, Eagles Chant. Super Chat, Trace and I will sing a Christmas Carol, and if we get to $100 in total Super Chats, I will do a Fat Bastard impression. That is the legendary folk hero from the Austin Powers movies. We have another segment coming up. After that, another segment, and in that last segment, we'll be doing a mailbag. So if you want to get involved, use the hashtag Eagles or send in a Super Chat so that you can get featured right here on Philadelphia Eagles now (laughs) words of wisdom chase the Twitter meltdown by Eagles fans is hilarious very much enjoying it I had somebody in the chat yesterday saying we need Jimmy Garoppolo and I said how bad do things have to be for the Eagles for fans to be asking for Jimmy Garoppolo I mean that's as bad as it gets Preston Armstrong I was like number 69 very nice do you remember me? Yes, I do. Jose Torres. Would the Eagles hire me as offensive coordinator? I have good ideas about new play calls that we could do. Now, it's funny that you say that, Jose, because coming up next, Brian Johnson replacement if the Eagles were to move on from him. <coughs> Still battling a little bit of a sickness, but we power through, and we power through with a little bit of vitamin C here. It's Mijos. Frank, please come to Philly. Bird gang, who wants to hear us sing a Christmas carol, though? We got got some pipes lathered up and ready to roll. We got some pipes, man. Dragon said, Eagles are getting a dub. Don't get it twisted. I like it. All right, coming up next, Brian Johnson replacements. If the Eagles were to move on, let's dive into my list right now on Eagles Now. Coming up on today's Philadelphia Eagles Now, we're going to go through my list of the top five Brian Johnson replacements if the Eagles were to move on from their offensive coordinator. Some context here on Wednesday. Nick Sirianni did say that he should be getting the blame for the Eagles offense because it is his offense at the end of the day and people should not be directing their blame toward Brian Johnson. But the Eagles offense has been way too inconsistent and they've been Jekyll and Hyde all throughout this year. And I think both parties are to blame. And if the Eagles do want to switch things up a little bit after the year to replace Brian Johnson, I feel pretty good about these five candidates. Before we take a look at my list, Make sure you join us for our Christmas watch party. Philadelphia Eagles hosting the New York Giants. We'll have some Super Chat giveaways, raffle items. We'll do a Venmo 50-50 raffle, live play-by-play, audience interaction. We'll be sharing some drinks on game day as well because it's the best place to experience Eagles games outside of being at the actual game. Our live show begins with an hour pregame show around 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Now, you look at the Eagles' offensive rankings this year, and it's pretty wild that the Eagles are in this spot. They are 10-4. and four. They've lost three games in a row. The sky is falling in Philadelphia. But this offense has been the issue over the last three weeks, in my opinion, because this Eagles organization considers itself an offensive-run organization. They have so many dogs on the offensive side of the football And during this three-game losing streak, they haven't surpassed 20 points in any of the previous three matchups. That is a problem. Now, up to this point, going into week 16, it's not all that bad, but the eye test tells you that something is missing with this Eagles offensive unit. Despite them being seventh in points per game, ninth in yards per game, third on third down conversion percentage, ninth in red zone scoring percentage, and seventh, in touchdowns per game. I do want to put some of the blame on the players because the Eagles have shown the ability to move the football consistently, but the players have coughed it up, which has taken points off of the scoreboard and halted this Eagles offensive momentum. But I think from a play-calling standpoint, Brian Johnson hasn't had a great feel for the game, and I wonder if Philadelphia is going to try to bring in a fresh set of eyes after this year. I highly doubt that they're going to make another coordinator change in season. So with that, my Brian Johnson replacements, we start off with a very viable option and one that makes a lot of sense for plenty of reasons, and that is Frank Reich, the former Carolina Panthers and Indianapolis head coach. Frank Reich was with the Eagles, and he was their offensive coordinator during the 2017 Super Bowl run. As we know, Doug Peterson was the play caller throughout his tenure, but Frank Reich was credited with game planning, with play designs, creativity, and elevating the play of Carson Wentz in 2017 when he would have won MVP if he didn't shred his knee, and he made a pretty massive jump from 2016 to 2017. Frank Reich has a lot of experience in this league as a quarterback's coach, as an offensive coordinator, and as a head coach most recently with the Panthers and the Colts, and there's that level of familiarity, and there's a great relationship. Between Sirianni and Reich, because Sirianni was the Colts' offensive coordinator before he got hired away by Philadelphia to become the head coach. My issues with Reich here I'm not sure that if you were to hire him, he brings anything new to the Eagles' offense. And I'm not sure that he's going to inject a lot of creativity. And I'm not sure that he is really up to standard with some of the modern nuances of what I like offenses to be in the world of 2023 football. And I think one of the issues with this Eagles offense right now, they might need an outside voice and a fresh perspective because right now they simply don't have that. Nick Sirianni, this is his offense. He is groomed. Brian Johnson, who's come up from quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator, and Sirianni brought him in here in 2021, poaching him from Florida when Sirianni took the job. Shane Steichen was with this team for a little while. And a lot of Nick Sirianni's offensive philosophies are adopted from Frank Reich. And Reich's offense with Carolina, kind of like what the Eagles' offense is right now, vanilla and bad. So in summary... Some of the issues that we have right now with this Eagles offense might still remain. And I think I might try to side with a younger type of presence to become the Eagles new offensive coordinator. Now, I know that I was talking about the familiarity with the system and bring in an outside voice. Kevin Petullo would not be categorized as an outside voice. He has been with this team since Nick Sirianni came here. He is currently Philadelphia's pass game coordinator, but he could bring a fresh set of ideas as a younger guy who sees the game a little bit differently. He is in his third year as the Eagles pass game coordinator. He also elevated this year in 2023 to associate head coach. He helped oversee a great passing attack last year, which was one of the best in franchise history and one of the best in the NFL with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both setting records. And he has played a role in the development of Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. patula has been coaching for a really long time. 2003 is when he got his coaching start and he's been a coach at the college level, mostly at the NFL level with a couple of different teams, Kansas City Chiefs, Indianapolis Colts, now Philadelphia. He was with Indy as a pass game specialist and wide receiver coach. He is looked at right now in league circles as an up and coming offensive mind who other organizations are probably going to look at to maybe hire or bring in for an interview for their vacant offensive coordinator roles. A young mind, once again, in summary, could bring fresh ideas to this Philadelphia Eagles offense. And that right now is what I think the Eagles need. Now, this is today's poll question. It is our pinned comment, so I want you to scroll on down and let your voices be heard. You want Brian Johnson too? G for go or S for stay? Let me know down in the comments section. A popular name among Eagles fans is Joe Brady. The current Bills offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, he still has not had the interim tag removed after taking over for Ken Dorsey, who was the Bills offensive coordinator before Joe Brady took over. He was fired because the Bills got off to such a slow start this year. Joe Brady rose to fame with LSU back in 2019 as the Tigers pass game coordinator when Joe Burrow was the quarterback and LSU put together one of the best college football seasons of all time they blew so many teams out in route to the national championship and their offense was unstoppable he was so good and so revered as lsu's past game coordinator he was looked at as the young up-and-coming mind across league circles the eagles actually brought him in for a head coaching interview a couple of years ago he was hired by matt rule in the carolina panthers to be their oc and play caller in 2020 But I think that he was elevated a little bit too soon in making that jump from the college ranks to the NFL. He was fired a couple of years in, and then he joined the Bills as their quarterback's coach in 2022. This year took over for Ken Dorsey as the Bills OC midway through the year, and he has brought creativity, most importantly, variety to the Bills offense. A big reason why Buffalo moved off of Ken Dorsey, used to be the quarterback back in the day, alongside Willis McGahee for those great Miami teams in the early 2000s, because the Bills had become way too heavy of a passing team, and they weren't mixing in the run. So Joe Brady has kind of brought good versatility to this Philadelphia Eagles, um, or uh, to the Buffalo Bills offense, excuse me, And that variety has really helped them out to the point where the Buffalo Bills were able to run all over the Dallas Cowboys last week. And it was so impressive, their offensive performance, where Josh Allen barely had to throw the football at all in that dominant showing for Buffalo as they beat the Brakes off of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, we have some more candidates to get to, but we do want to mention our sponsor for today's show, and that is Game time. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to a sporting event, a comedy show, a concert, a theater event, this is the only app that you should download. Free download, and if you use our code EaglesChat, you get $20 off. With game time, you're guaranteed to get the best seats at the lowest price guaranteed. Why I really like using this app, I can trust it. It'll hit you with some of those crazy fees that other ticketing apps do. And when you purchase your tickets or look into some of your tickets, You get to see the vantage point from where you'll be sitting and the price point of those tickets. And there are still tickets available for Eagles Giants on Christmas if you're trying to make a loved one happy and you'll be able to save money in the process. Check out their flash deals as well because these flash deals allow you to get in on some of these really good seats and save some money once again. So $20 off using the code eagles chat, we're going to put this link for a free download in the comment section as well as in the description of this video. Couple of more candidates to get to. Next up, another external option, Clay Kubiak, who currently is the San Francisco 49ers assistant quarterbacks coach. I know a lot of you don't like the San Francisco 49ers, but you know what I care about? Good offensive football, efficient offensive football balanced offensive football, and a creative mind that can help lead to a lot of explosive plays. I also want a candidate who's able to come up under some of the more formative and creative offensive minds in the game. And that's what Clay Kubiak has been able to do coming up under head coach Kyle Shanahan for San Francisco. Kubiak, in his second year as the Niners' assistant quarterbacks coach, he's learned under Shanahan for the last three years. He does have head coaching experience. He was the head coach of Straight Jesuit College Preparatory School in Houston, Texas. What I also like is how he sees the game of football and how he can see it from both sides of the football. He has that offensive background, but with San Francisco previously, he was also a defensive quality control coach. So I think that actually helps you as an offensive mind because you can understand what the defense is trying to do, and how you can pick apart that defense. He's helped oversee the development of Brock Purdy, who's gone from Mr. Irrelevant to the leading MVP candidate going into Week 16. And the last name probably sounds familiar. He is the son of longtime coach Gary Kubiak. Kyle Shanahan has a pretty impressive coaching tree. Robert Sala with the New York Jets. Mike McDaniel with the Miami Dolphins. I think if you're Philadelphia and you want to go with an external option, you look at somebody who's coming up under Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan tree. You look at that Kyle Shanahan tree to see who's coming up under him like a Kubiak. You look at a Sean McVay type of option, Matt LaFleur, some of the modern type of architects of offensive football that we see littered across the NFL, with a lot of pre-snap motion to try to gain an edge and exploit some mismatches and creativity with the route tree and the Philadelphia Eagles' running game to rely on this great Eagles offensive line. Clint Kubiak, who is the brother of Clay, is also an option. He right now is the Niners' pass game specialist. And has a lot of high-level coaching experience. He was formerly the Denver Broncos quarterbacks coach. Speaking of somebody who's come up under, under uh, Sean McVeigh, excuse me, let's get the Zach Robinson here, who is the Rams quarterbacks coach. Sneakily, Los Angeles Rams making a little bit of a run at the NFL playoffs, and if they get in, they're a really scary team. And I like. The nuances of that Rams offense under Sean McVay, I like the intricacies of it. Robinson has been with the Rams for the last five years, so he's been with that organization for a little while. He's been their quarterback's coach as well as their pass game coordinator, and the NFL is littered with Shanahan and McVay influence, and there are reasons for that because their offenses are some of the best in the league, whereas right now this Eagles offense is a little bit of a stale product. Interesting story with Zach Robinson. Before getting his coaching start with the Rams, he was actually a quarterback evaluator for Pro Football Focus. So Howie Roseman is an analytically driven guy. The Eagles are an analytically driven organization. So they might like that background for Zach Robinson as well. And what do you know? Here in 2023, this Rams offense has been good yet again. So those are my five as of right now. And you could probably have this list at 10 to 15 we'll continue to expand on this list if we need to replacements to take over for Brian Johnson if the Eagles were to move on one more question for the audience that I want you to answer who would you hire to replace Brian Johnson you could look at a name like Deuce Staley you could look at some other names across the National Football League drop those names down below right now Callie Green said, Joe Brady or Reich from that list? Dennis Designs. Dorian is the problem. A couple of super chats coming in. Words of wisdom. Let the first super chat be bang, bang, Niner gang. Words of wisdom, always a great troll. And then our boy Dro being 32nd in pre-snap motion, lack of creativity, and deviating from the run is why this Eagles offense. Struggling. We can get it right. Fly, Eagles, fly. I just don't understand the philosophy of being 32nd in pre-snap motion. We talked about that a lot last week. It just does not make sense to me at all. And that's a philosophical change that I think Nick Sirianni needs to make very quickly. And if he doesn't, Eagles will have a disappointing end of the season once again. Here's our Super Chat menu. $5 from Dro. Let's ring it. Ringing the Liberty Bell for Dro. we're going to give you a go, birds. $20, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. If somebody sends in a 50, going to sing a Christmas carol. And if we get to $100 total, a fat bastard impression right here live on Eagles Now. We were messing around a little bit earlier in the office, and I was telling the story how I was sent to the principal's office in middle school because I was doing a fat bastard impersonation. And a teacher came up to me, and I did it right in her face, and she sent me to the principal's office. (laughs) So that's our Super Chat menu right there. Let's have some fun here on the show. Christmas is coming up on Monday. If you want to hear some Christmas carols from myself and Trizzy, let's get it. What's up, Chugs? $2 for a Hanukkah carol. $2 for a Hanukkah carol. Adam Sandler, great Hanukkah album back in the day. (laughs) That's a great line. So much Hanukkah, celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was it? na 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 Eight crazy nights. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Chase is a fat chat sports anchor. I like that. That's from the fat bastard impression, I imagine, right there. What'd you say? Oh, boy. All right. Hashtag Eagles for a super chat. So, no one wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear a Christmas carol. carol? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Buddy the Elf said that. So disappointing. I know. I How about this? Fifty dollar super chat. We'll do the Christmas Carol, and I'll do the fat bastard impression. You get to pick the Christmas Carol, by the way. Yes, you can pick the Christmas Carol. We'll do it for a fifty. Cain Angel, I fouled my school coach in my school days. That's pretty funny. Chuck Cut and Chase, you're cracking us up. Hey, that's what I try to do. If you guys have any questions or hot takes, use hashtag Eagles or super chat. That way you can get on the show. Words of wisdom. Sing, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. This Eagles offense is getting run over right now. All right, coming up next, Eagles players defending Sean Desai. And then we'll take some of your questions on the back end of the show. Colin and Owens Gaming, Words of Wisdom, Kane Angel, Chuck Hutton, Dragon, Jesse, all in the chat right now. It's good to hear and see. Everybody getting the chat popping. All right, Eagles players defending Sean Desai. What did they say? Let's dive into it next here on Philadelphia Eagles Now. Another loaded show coming your way on today's Philadelphia Eagles Now. And I know this move going from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia as the Eagles defensive coordinator was applauded by the fans. Doesn't seem as though it's a move that the Eagles players like. A lot of Eagles players have been defending Sean Desai. And I have some more thoughts on Desai's emotion. There were games where I thought Sean Desai did a couple of really good things. Going up against that Miami Dolphins' number one overall defense, I even said in the aftermath of that game, this is a game that a Jonathan Gannon-led defense never has because I don't think that the Eagles' defense under Gannon was going to be able to make the in-game adjustments and to be able to to come up with a defensive game plan to stop a potent Miami Dolphins offensive attack. And then against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles go into the locker room at halftime down by 10, but then after that, they pitched a second-half shutout against Patrick Mahomes. That was another moment where I was like, Sean Desai deserves his flowers because In the Super Bowl, second half of Super Bowl 57, Patrick Mahomes had one incompletion against a Jonathan Gannon-led defense, and it came on a throwaway as Philadelphia could not get a stop for the final 30 minutes. But with that being said, the Eagles during the gauntlet of the stretch, which kind of started with that Dolphins game, Cowboys game before the bye, and then Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, they got outclassed. And schematically, when you go back and watch some of the film, a lot of what Sean Desai was calling, a lot of the personnel packages he was using, the scheme, it did not make a lot of sense. And I didn't think that Desai was putting players in a position to succeed and to tap into what they do well. And the Eagles' tendencies as a defense were, were way too easy for quality offenses to identify, exploit, and then attack. Kyle Shanahan had a field day against this Eagles defense. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott able to do the same. Josh Allen had a really, really good game because everything that the Eagles were doing on the defensive side of the football became very predictable and schematically, again, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Now, on that same note, Let's also defend Sean Desai once again. He was given a defense that lacked a lot of talent. The linebacking core has been awful. The defensive line that had 70 sacks last year hasn't produced the same sack numbers. There have been a litany of injuries in the secondary, and James Bradbury has become washed overnight. The Eagles have had interchangeable parts in that secondary because of injuries and because of inconsistent play. And then at that safety spot, you had to trade for Kevin Byard. Reed Blankenship suffered from a couple of injuries. You're having to plug and play a couple of younger players within that Eagles defense. So that is Howie Roseman to blame in that regard. But against the Seattle Seahawks, and going into the game, the Eagles were 32nd in third down defense. They were last in red zone defense during that losing streak. And against the Seahawks, I thought with Matt Patricia calling the plays, the Eagles were a little bit better on third down. They were a little bit better in the red zone as well. And I like some of the changes that Matt Patricia was able to make. I also like seeing a little bit more from Nolan Smith and Eli Ricks, and Keely Rengo. I thought Sidney Brown, outside of a couple of missed tackles, also played well. I want to see more from some of those younger players, and Eli Ricks was used outside by, by Patricia. He was used on the inside by Sean Desai. So little intricacies like that ended up, I think, helping this Eagles defense have a much better performance. Now, it wasn't against a Josh Allen, a Dak Prescott, a Brock Purdy 49ers team and a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs team, it was against Drew Locke and the Seattle Seahawks. But the Eagles were able to get off the field on third down, and then they ended a streak of 10 consecutive touchdowns in the red zone for the opposition by playing a little bit better football in the red zone as well. Now, Philadelphia Eagles couldn't close the game out under Matt Patricia, as Drew Locke went 92 yards, targeting James Bradbury on every one of his completions. So I think this is one of those things where There are a lot of things and a couple of people to blame. The more I thought about that move to Patricia, I just think that he's a better defensive coordinator, and I think that Sean Desai's inexperience, which was a little bit of a concern going into this year, ended up rearing its ugly head. But I also think it's interesting how players have come to the defense of Sean Desai. Brandon Graham said this, stuff had to change, and of course, I know that coach made that decision, and Nick Sirianni came to us, he talked to us in front of the group, and he made sure we knew what was going on. The man, the dude is still a good coach, went out there, handled his business. You couldn't tell, even though I know he was probably hurt on the inside, you couldn't tell he was very professional about it. We still go up to talk to him, see what he sees, talk to him about what he sees for the week and what he expects and how he expects them to attack us. Another good ear to lend. And it's another good ear to lend. And I imagine that Sean Desai was very upset about getting demoted. I mean, nobody who's competitive, who actually cares about their job, wants to get demoted. At the same time, though, everybody's saying, he's a really nice guy, he's a really good coach. Sometimes I don't really care about that. Like, according to Jeff McClain, the players really liked Sean Desai. But the players also noted that he doesn't really carry himself with a lot of confidence, and that rubs some players the wrong way to a certain degree For a guy who you'd like to see some fire from, where he's lacking that confidence, players able to sniff that out, thought that was an interesting report from Jeff McLean. And then here's what Jason Kelsey had to say about Desai. Now, this is coming from an offensive player, of course. Sean Desai is a fantastic coach. It's been awesome having him here and bouncing things off of each other, going up against him in training camp, figuring out his defenses, and trying to having that competition with each other of blitzes in different fronts, and how are we attacking it. I have so much respect for Sean. Obviously, the organization, Nick felt in the best interest of the team. He was going to move forward with Matt Patricia calling plays, but that doesn't take away from any amount of respect that I have for Sean Desai. I can tell you right now, I know he's a talented coach for whatever reason. Nick felt like it was a change that he wanted to make, and that's the way it goes. Look, I like the hire of Sean Desai the Eagles because of the Jonathan Gannon tampering missed out on Vic Fangio. I would have loved to have seen Vic Fangio as the Eagles defensive coordinator. That Dolphins defense has been playing really really well this year and Sean Desai is a Vic Fangio disciple, but he simply was not getting the job done and that's why Nick Sirianni made the change. The players, when you read the quotes that we just passed along on the show, when you pass along Some of these sound bites after the game against the Seahawks, they seem surprised. They seem caught off guard and not fully on board. And this is one of those risky moves by Sirianni where if it doesn't work out, you run the risk of losing the locker room. So do you agree with the decision to demote Desai? A for agree, D for disagree. What do you think down in the comment section? Treat it like a sports talk radio call-in line. We'll get to your questions coming up around the corner. But first, today's Eagles now is sponsored by game Time. If you're looking for last-minute tickets, download the GameTime app. You're guaranteed to get the best seats at the lowest price guaranteed, and the prices drop as the events get closer. And what I like about the GameTime app is that you can use it for an NFL game, an NBA game, Major League Baseball, but also concerts, comedy shows, theater events, you can also see where you'll be sitting and what you'll be seeing from your seat so that you don't get an obstructed view and get caught off guard by that. This is also of note right here, the flash deals on the Game Time app. You simply swipe to unlock, and that's where you see some of these really good deals on the Game Time app. Eagles-Giants on Christmas, Eagles-Cardinals the following week in Week 17. Those are the two home games left for Philadelphia on the home slate but you can go to road games as well. $20 off if you download the app for free and then you use our promo code EaglesChat. That's the code EaglesChat for $20 off. Let's start to take some questions from our loyal subscribers. Dragon Chase, do you think that Frank Reich would be better than Brian Johnson? I think that Frank Reich would be a better play caller. He'd have a better feel for the game. I think that Frank Reich would benefit this Eagles offense just because he has a little bit more experience. And I think that Brian Johnson and his lack of experience as a play caller at the NFL level has hurt him a little bit. But I'm not sure Frank Wright, given his age, given the fact that Nick Sirianni came up under him, is going to bring a lot of creative elements and creativity to this Eagles offense. And that's what I think this team really, really needs right now. Mason Carguy. Do you think there is a chance for big play Slay to be back for the postseason? Yes. Darius Slay is expected to be back before the end of the regular season. Philadelphia did say that when they announced that he underwent arthroscopic knee surgery. This is not expected to be a long-term injury. I know Joe Giglio went on 94 WIP and said, I think we've seen the last of Darius Slay. I actually disagree. I think he's going to come back before the end of the regular season and I think that he's going to be your number one cornerback when he is able to be back and healthy. Dennis Designs, $2 super chat. What about Zach Ertz? So I was reading an article from the Philadelphia Inquirer that Zach Ertz and his people are hoping for a reunion with the Philadelphia Eagles. The only issue are the Eagles willing to go about a reunion with Zach Ertz. I think one of the problems with this Eagles offense right now, in addition to the lack of creativity, is them being a little bit too predictable. For instance, Jack Stoll is not a pass-catching option at that tight end spot. Every time that he's on the field, you know that he's going to block, and he's not going to leak out to run a route or run a route in general. Now, Dallas Goddard is a very good two-way tight end, who's a great pass catcher and blocker. If you had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, those are two pass-catching options for this Philadelphia Eagles offense, which I think makes your offense a little bit less predictable and you have a little bit more creativity and you add another weapon for Jalen Hurts. And for Zach Ertz, he's such a smart player where what he lacks now in athleticism and speed, and he's never really been a burner, he's never been a twitchy athlete, he's able to take a look at the defense, scan the field, and he knows where to go to find the soft spot of that defense. Whether it be man, whether it be zone, he knows where to go, and he's a really good route runner. If he gets on the same page with Jalen Hurts, and they did play with one another back in the 2021 season before Hurts was dealt to the Arizona Cardinals, maybe it just gives Jalen Hurts another security valve, an easy read. An easy throw, a third down target to help move the chains a little bit because the third wide receiver spot has been a massive glaring issue for the Eagles. They're getting nothing from Julio Jones. They're getting nothing from the stiff. That is Quez Watkins. I frankly think that Alamade Zaccheaus should be playing a little bit more. But if you had Zach Ertz as that third receiver who can play tight end, line up out of the slot, and win some matchups. Paul! $10 Super Chat to one of our Super Chat MVPs this year. I agree. The side doesn't have the experience yet where Patricia has the experience, and we would have held them on defense if it wasn't for Bradbury. That's what's so unfortunate about what happened on Monday night. The Eagles did play a pretty good game defensively, and I don't put that loss on the Eagles' defense. Yes, you could be a casual and say, well, they gave up a 92-yard drive to Drew Locke. Yeah, but the Eagles' offense had multiple opportunities. And countless opportunities to end the game, to extend the lead, to put Seattle away. This is supposed to be an offensive-driven organization with all of that offensive firepower. And they couldn't put a simple three points on the board, let alone go on one of those long touchdown drives. That I think really could have benefited this team and won them the ballgame. China, don't know if you spoke on it already, but what did you think about Jalen Hurts' comments on commitment? So I did talk about that on Monday's overreaction show, and I thought it was interesting from Jalen Hurts to be that honest. Sometimes he's too measured at the podium, and he's too measured and mundane during some of his interviews. You're the quarterback of the organization. Sometimes I want a little bit more, and that was one of those moments where I thought Zach Berman, who followed up multiple times on what Jalen Hurts said, did a really good job of trying to press the issue, to find out and identify what exactly he meant. Now, I don't know if Jalen Hurts was expecting that, and I'm not sure he had a plan when he did say that because he was like, I don't have a dictionary in front of me. I don't really know what to say. I wish Hurts would have had a better plan there. But it does make you think a little bit. Like, what is Hurts talking about where players aren't bought in, where players aren't committed? This is a team that made it to the Super Bowl last year. This is a team that still controls its own destiny. You can win the NFC East. You can get the number two seed. You can try to get your revenge against San Francisco if you make it back to the NFC Championship game because I think the Niners are going to be back at the NFC Championship game. You have an opportunity here to compete for another Super Bowl in this finite window where you are at the peak of your powers as an organization and you have all this talent on both sides of the ball. If I'm a player on that team, I'm doing everything that I can to be committed, to buy in, to figure out our issues so that we can try to get back there because I understand – Year over year, how quickly things can change in the National Football League. This is a golden opportunity for Philadelphia. You don't have opportunities to start a year 10 and 1 for two consecutive years. And if you have players just trying to cakewalk thinking that they're just gonna make this run to the Super Bowl once again, and it's been, uh, gonna become easy like it was last year. That's not the reality of the National Football League, and that's why Philadelphia is facing this adversity right now because they've gotten punched right on the chin, and they haven't responded to it, and they're finding out right now, it ain't that easy. So, interesting stuff from Jalen Hurts. I like the honesty. I just wish he expanded a little bit more on it. China, appreciate that. Fly Eagles fly. Subscribe today. If you want daily updates, daily shows on the birds that are all informative, entertaining, and insightful, this is your go-to spot. Hit that sub button right now.